Just when you think you have it all down, all figured out, you're ready for the next big thing. Something happens and shifts not only the horizon, but the very ground you stand on. It's the part of life that no one likes to talk about. Loss. Robin Lane's world shifted with the loss of her husband, Mark. Suddenly, goals, benchmarks, achievements, and dreams morphed into the new reality of just me, and not we. Robin has constructed a new paradigm of living that includes a path to happiness. Come along for the ride. Learn how to live next to grief without allowing it to reign over you. Get ready for changing lanes. Here's Robin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Changing Lanes. I'm Robin Lane, and I'm so happy to be here with you today. So the other day, over a glass of wine, my friend and I were just getting a little bit silly, and we started to you know, play this little game. Uh, what, are th- what are the words you would use to describe? If you had one word that you could use to describe the past eight months, what would it be? And we just started throwing out words, you know, frustrating, crazy, lonely, boring, overwhelming, sad, frightening. And then when we went through a whole list and whole host of words, we started to really get a little bit more thoughtful about it. And we came to a word that I think really probably best sums it up for me and most of the people I know. And I use it as a verb, uh, compromising. When I think about the last eight months, I can't think of anyone in my life who hasn't spent their entire day compromising. It is the action verb of the pandemic. So, you you know, how am I thinking about this? Well, I'm thinking about it in terms of fitting pieces together, compromising to make something work in our lives. Not in the way we necessarily want, but in a way that will work. So, you know, when you compromise, person A wants this, person B wants that. And hopefully you meet in the middle where everyone is somewhat happy. It's not so unusual. We have been compromising our entire lives, but never more than now. So I see it in my kids. And if you're raising kids right now, you, you probably can identify with this. You're probably making more compromises now than you ever have in your entire life. So I see my grandkids. They're on Zoom all day all day with their courses, with their teachers, they have a schedule, they've got it all down pat. But now they get off of Zoom and what do they have to do? More work. So here starts the negotiation. You know, my daughter says, all right, let's do this math sheet now and then you can be free till dinner and then we'll finish the rest. And if we're lucky, that compromise works and the work gets done. And then my other daughter, who's frantically trying to beat deadlines for work at home while her kids are there, she has the additional task of getting the kids to entertain themselves for at least a half hour because she's working from home and she has to get this work done. So the negotiation begins again. What if I put on a movie while I finish this and then we can play together? Okay. Sometimes with kids, we make compromises. And other times we just simply bribe them, right? So we end up giving in because some, after a while, it just doesn't seem important anymore. An example of this would be, I've heard my daughter say, okay, fine, you can skip reading for 20 minutes tonight. Not really a compromise, but if you've been in this situation, you get it, why you give up. 
It's just being worn down, part of pandemic fatigue. So as I started to think about compromise, um, I started to think about my own situation. And I've also been making compromises, but the difference is I'm really not making them with anyone. They've all been compromises with myself. So there's no one to argue back, and I have to rely on myself to be the voice of reason and also the voice of impulse. So I know there's been a lot out there about pandemic fatigue and why we're feeling exhausted all the time, but I think this is what's making me exhausted. I'm constantly arguing with myself, and I'm wondering if this is happening for anyone else out there. So for me, it starts like this. It starts with a thought. A need. I need to do something. So, okay, I need to get some exercise. But I hate the fact that walking around uh, where I live, uh, it's riddled with hills, and I find that less than enjoyable. I'm not exactly an exercise enthusiast, so begin with. So this makes me less than motivated. So now I start negotiating with myself. Go now, and you'll have the rest of the day, and you won't have to think about it. No, maybe I'll skip today. No, you skipped yesterday. On and on and on. So I end up going, and I'm exhausted from the fight I just had with myself. Yeah, I feel better because I did something good for myself, but it's it's just another argument of the day. So then I get to the evening, and I think, okay, I should eat something pretty healthy tonight. Okay, well, what's in the house? Not much. All right, maybe I'll heat up the leftover pizza in the freezer. And then the other voice on the other side of my shoulder is saying, no, you can do better than that. Okay, so I'll have salad in the pizza. No, you can have salad and the Boca burger. Okay, and if I get hungry later on, I can have 10 peanut M&Ms, okay? All right, you can do that. Okay, one more fight, one more compromise reached. All right, so now the evening is progressing. And the little voice on one shoulder says, well, you can't just binge watch TV all night and search the Internet. And the other voice on the other shoulder is saying, well, why not? There's nothing else to do. Well, read your book. Work on one of the 10 art projects you started and never finished. Clean a closet. And what about that new book you barely started to write? Be productive. Come on, you'll feel better. Well, I don't want to feel productive. I'm exhausted from doing nothing, and who cares about those art projects anymore? All right, why don't you do something for an hour before you put on the TV then, and then you can binge the rest of the night. Okay, but what should I do? What art project should I work on? Wait, maybe I'll just read. Forget it. Where's the remote? And there you go. You see what I mean? It's very tiring to argue and compromise with yourself. So... You see that this idea of compromising all the time, whether it's with yourself or others, has been exasperated because we have fewer and fewer choices and options in our life right now. So I thought about this a little bit, and there's been some stuff written on this. Apparently, there are categories for pandemic fatigue. Uh, they call it multitasking fatigue, Zoom fatigue, decision-making fatigue. And I found this one to be interesting, compassion fatigue. I would suggest that we add compromise fatigue to the list. I am just tired of making deals with myself. The other night I woke up and I had the most ridiculous conversation with myself about 
Well, if you listened to my podcast last week, you guessed it. Yeah, the dog. So in the middle of the night, I'm getting myself all worked up. And this is about a decision I don't even have to make. Why? Because I have all this time. I don't need to compromise on this. Either get the dog or not. Period. Oh, I, I dislike people like this. Make up your mind already. I'm, I'm turning into one of them. So, you know, decision-making and compromise fatigue about something that will be okay either way, I feel like I'm caught up in this web. So how many of the things we're getting fatigued about don't even matter in the end? But this is the real key to me here, to make it worse. I then start to worry that if I don't continue to take it seriously and to take all these decisions that used to come so easily seriously, then I'll just fall victim to pandemic fatigue because that means nothing will seem important anymore. I think I have to stay in the fight, even if it makes me crazy. So in trying to offer something positive here, I'm thinking about how we change our mindset. So how do we know that things can't be what we want them to be, but instead of shutting them down and getting depressed about it, we make it work? Well, I have some good news for you. If you really look back at the last eight months, you've been doing this. Whatever you have done to get through this period of time has worked. You've made remote learning work. You've figured out how to get your groceries. You've lived with less. Your kids still laugh, folks. And the danger is in letting this fatigue get to you in a way that you stop doing all that. Don't. So this is what I think. You can agree or not, but I think it's time for us to repeat what we did in the first place. So remember when we were first forced to reimagine our lives in quarantine? We really had to put a puzzle pieces back together. The puzzle of fitting work, schooling, home in one frame. I know you always did that. And that puzzle had its own set of challenges, right? You had carpools, getting to work on time, picking up from school on time, activities for the kids, racing the clock, always, always, always. So what COVID did was slow us up. But we still had to fit this puzzle together. But now the puzzle's pieces look different. And we had to figure out where they now went. But we did it. It wasn't what we wanted, but we made the compromise and we built a new puzzle. So it's interesting because when I think about it that way, I think about something I wrote two years ago for my book. Um, in my, There's a chapter I wrote called Broken Pieces. And in this chapter, I talked about the same thing putting your life back together in a way that is different, but still whole, okay? So I, what I did was I went with my friend Mona and we decided that we were going to take a mosaics class. I had no idea if we would like it or not. We'd tried pottery classes, we'd failed miserably at that. And we always laughed at the fact that we try all these new things and boy, they're our disaster. Um, we're not good at any of this, but we keep trying because, you know, we just want to keep having new experiences. So we go to this mosaic studio and we end up having an amazing experience there. The woman who runs this place, uh, is, is fabulous. She's 
one of these people that you just want to be around all the time. She's warm. She's helpful. She makes you feel safe. She's got this incredible studio with pieces and pieces of broken glass and beads and tiles and anything you can imagine to put together into a picture, a frame, whatever it is you want to make. So I got really hooked on this and I started to really go regularly. And I found that what was happening was I was really beginning to change my whole outlook on things. And I'll read you a little bit from this chapter. Um, so I realized that I had felt very much like the broken pieces of mosaics lying behind me. My life had been a piece of my children and grandchildren, a piece of my mother, a piece of friends, and a piece of writing. But I saw myself in the center of this universe, with arms upstretched to the sky, trying to coax each piece down to a canvas in which I could form a cohesive picture. Okay, so that is sort of what you've been doing during COVID, right? You've been trying to be the glue for your family and trying to piece together these pieces into a cohesive picture, okay? And working there, um, I, I used to really enjoy uh, the creation of something new. I mean, you can understand that, but I didn't really understand it until I started working at the studio a lot. And I realized I started to take a, it, my seriousness about it uh, was not about a desire to be an artist. I was really just trying to make a shift from what I called a transmission, transformation from a broken to pieces kind of life to a broken pieces coming to life kind of life. And that's what I think that we've really all been trying to do over the last um, many months, too many months is to try to take things that were feel broken to us and try to make it work and fit into a form that feels normal and feels good, even though we have to keep reinventing that paradigm. So I think we need to take stock of where we are now. Because, you know, you got that puzzle built, right? You, you figured out how to get all the stuff done. And the paradigm shifts and the puzzle breaks apart when it shifts. So now we're sort of in a new paradigm. Uh, it was one thing when we were quarantined and there were yeses and nos. You can do this and you can do that. You can't do that. But now we're in a partly open, partly closed life. So now we have new decisions to make and new compromises to make. We didn't have a choice before, but now we do. So here we are. Now we're facing new things to compromise on. And I'm hearing it. My kids are saying to me, so mom, uh, what do I do? The kids have all been having playdates outside, but it's getting cold. And some of the parents are letting kids in the house for playdates and others aren't. So what do I do? Um, now we have to decide, do we send our kids to school or do we keep them remote? Okay. Um, do we continue the course or do we pull back out of caution? So you've responded to these new decisions and compromises. You've bought heat lamps. You've created learning pods. You've done all sorts of things to normalize your life. What I'm saying is I understand pandemic fatigue. I understand 
when you just feel like I just can't keep doing this, but don't stop. Please try to look at the upcoming months with fresh eyes. You know a lot more now. You have to trust yourself to ask what compromises are worth making and which ones should you just drop for now. You know, we know your child isn't getting the same education they were getting before, for better or for worse. So maybe they can't work in the same way they did then. What is working for them now? Don't let them give up, but maybe what they're doing is enough for now until we're out of this thing. Maybe what you're doing is enough for now. So I think we need to cut ourselves some slack and think about what we've done well and not how badly it has made us feel. So I've made a decision. I've made a compromise with myself that I'm going to stop compromising with myself. Not really because of compromise fatigue, but because I'm going to look at the next few months as the stage of passing through the tunnel. We're going to see the light soon, folks. We'll get there. And I'm just going to let myself be whatever it wants to be at any given moment. I'm not going to argument any argument with myself anymore. Because if I sit on my couch a little more than usual, I know that the day's going to come soon. I'll be wearing myself out and running here, there, and everywhere. And I'll be wishing for a day to do just that. So what do you think? What are your thoughts for finishing out this year and maybe the few months that go into the following year? Are you a victim of pandemic fatigue? And if so, do you think you could cut yourself some slack? I would love to know you're thinking about this. You can contact me at dimesonthesidewalk at gmail.com, at robinslane.com, or at robinslane-author at Facebook. Until next week, I look forward to hearing from you, and stay safe, everyone. Bye.